Alliance of Women Filmmakers, this is Visionary Voices, behind the scenes conversations with groundbreaking women and non-binary filmmakers from around the world. I'm Diana Means. Hello, everyone, and thanks for listening today. We have director Brianna Barrett talking about her film, The Burden. An 18-year-old, Bianca, must take care of her two younger siblings when parents are unexpectedly deported back to Colombia. Brianna, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Well, tell us a little about your background and what inspired this film. Of course. So I actually have a theater background. Um, I was first primarily an actress. And throughout the pandemic, I wanted to seek other ways of being creative, furthering um, the stories that we can discover. And I wrote this short film, which was actually based on my time at Rollins, my college, where I went on an immersion and stayed with a family who were undocumented and they were incredible. I got to stay over their house and talk to them about their story and what it was like coming to America and the process and the difficulties that a lot of immigrants face when coming to this country and then afterward as well. And as I thought more about it, I realized that a story of a girl having to deal with the aftermath of her parents leaving isn't a story that's told often. It's usually, oh, the horror of the family being ripped apart and focusing on that moment. But it's really like, who is left to take care of the people who are left behind? And that's what I really want to focus on. That was a really interesting point of view, because like you said, you do see the horrors of the family, but you don't often capture who is left behind and what they have to deal with. And there are kids that are taking care of kids because their parents have been deported. So I was very happy for you to shine a light on this story. Now, tell us a little for you, what was it like? You're normally in front of the camera. What was it like for you working behind the camera? I loved it. There is um, a different level of energy and attention you have to do when you're directing. I don't know how people, maybe one day I'll be able to direct and act in something at the same time, but it's just a completely different hat you're wearing. You have to be aware of so many different things, but it was actually really, really helpful to talk to the actors because I was working with, you know, younger kids, but specifically one boy who was phenomenal, incredible, played Tucker, had never been on a set before, which was really an interesting thing. So, uh, you know, I set him down, we had a rehearsal, I explained to him what the camera's doing, why we have to do takes over and over again, that sort of thing. A really fun thing that came up on set was, you know, it gets to the point where you get a good shot, but you want something else. You feel like it could go a little bit more. So he would say, well, why are we doing the shot again? I don't want to do it. We already did it. That was good, right? And I'm like, yeah, but this is the sprinkle shot. I came up with this, this, uh, this saying and I, I told him, this is, this is the sprinkles. Think of it like a Sunday. That we got the Sunday, we got the delicious ice cream in a bowl. It's so yummy, but you just want a little bit more. You just want to add on a little sprinkle. So it started to become a thing. And, and that was so fun because it, it made him excited. It made all the other actors excited. And then I started thinking, I'm an actor. I want to do some sprinkle shots. Like, that sounds fun. So 
it was a way of bringing that fun into that next level of, um, of getting the scene going. Thanks for sharing that. So mm-hmm. many of the other filmmakers that I have spoken with talk about the kids in the cast and how fun it is working with them and all their very mm-hmm. inquisitive questions. And that is the first time I heard an ice cream <laughs> reference. And so that, that's a lot of fun. Um, the kids were such good actors and gave such mm-hmm. an authentic performance. Can you talk about how you casted them and just a little bit more what it was like working with them? Of course. So this was set in Florida. So I cast them through Actors Access, worked with agencies in the area that I trusted. And we had a whole casting process. I had callbacks. And then I kept it very um, just me and them throughout the whole process. But then I really wanted to test it when I brought us together for a read through. And that was really important to me because I have a theater background and I think rehearsals are extremely important. So I had us all read through the script over Zoom after I cast them. And I really wanted to make sure they had that good energy together. I wanted to make sure, do these people look like they could be a family? Do they, you know, interact? You have to have that certain level of comfort with each other. So I felt like it was very important to meet before we got even to set. And then once we were on set, I made sure that we talked about the scenes beforehand. I made sure that Everyone felt comfortable with each other. We were able to rehearse a little bit because we had the time to, which was amazing. So that really helped to bring a level of comfort, I think, to the actors on set and make them feel like, oh, this is somebody that I can relate to. This is somebody I can trust in this scene as if it truly is somebody I've known for a long time. I think that that whole process of introduction before getting to set was really, really core and essential. And talk a little bit more about your theater background and how you think that helped develop you as a director. Oh, yeah. So in theater, you have to have an awareness of every single person on stage. There's this thing where um, it's a warm up where you spread your awareness throughout the entire space and basically try to get an awareness, a sense of where people are. Imagine you've got eyes in the back of your head. That sort of teacher thing that people can do. It's that sense of awareness where everyone is and how things are going. So if you're on stage as an actress and something's going wrong, maybe something gets dropped over there, you have to be aware of it so that you can anticipate, okay, that person's not going to have their prop. What can we do together to make this story continue to move forward? And I think having an awareness of every single thing going on on set and making sure that all the pieces are in line is something that I got from my theater background. And then I also taught theater to kids, which was essential for dealing with child actors. I there's a different verbiage that we talked about a little bit that you need to break things down for them, especially when people don't know the terminology of an actor's world. It's finding a different way to speak about it. Like a doctor would tell a patient how, you know, things are going to go with a surgery, for example little bit less fun in that situation, but it's almost a similar process. Yeah, it tells you what to expect. Exactly. Yeah. How did you go about raising the funds for your film? That was through... So I I did a GoFundMe and that was a process because it was during COVID. So I filmed this during COVID, which was another um, level of obstacles, especially with securing location. But throughout the process of raising funds, it was really just spreading word. I contacted my college and one of my professors, who's absolutely incredible. She had me speak in class over Zoom, which was amazing. 
I was able to share the word through different um, like posters that my, my friend designed. She designed these lovely posters. So then I was able to share those with friends and family and spread the word. And Facebook was a really great tool, but it was a little bit difficult because so many people were struggling and I didn't want to ask too much during COVID, but we were able to raise funds, which was amazing. And then whatever was just left over, I just was able to front with my own money because this was something I had planned for and budgeted for. I knew there was going to be some room where always on a film set, things come up and you're like, okay, we need a little bit more money. But it, it ended up being really, really great. I had some really generous people help out with the project. And how did you put your crew together? How many people were you working with? I was working with a good amount of people. Um, I was very lucky that I had worked on short film sets and I had gathered kind of a, a group of people that I had my eye on that I knew they did good work. So I trusted them. And that was amazing. I'm like, as, a, as an actress being on that side, I think it's always really important to constantly have your awareness as to who's doing a good job on set. You know, you're focused on your work and all of that, but it's notable as to, okay, this person knows what they're doing. So I had um, my amazing DP, Sierra De Brito. She actually moved to Atlanta with some friends and they formed a production company. So I reached out to her and I really wanted a female DP and a female camera operator if possible. I feel like that's an underrepresented category in film specifically. So that was one of my goals. She was incredible and said she'd be interested in the project. She came down to Orlando with her crew, had a ton of incredible equipment with her. So that was somebody who it would not have been this film without her. She's absolutely she's just a genius. It's amazing. And then I was able to work with some incredible audio guys that work at Valencia, which is a nearby college. It was really just word of mouth and also who they knew on sets as well. So then when we got somebody for lighting, Gaffer, it was somebody that one of our audio people knew. And he was amazing. And then bringing those people together. And I talked with everybody first to make sure they were excited about the project. That was very important to me. I feel like the best film sets are when everybody sees the vision, understands the vision, and are excited about the end goal, the end product. So that was another thing that was very formative in bringing the team together. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. And I know this film is screening in the Los Angeles Women's International Film Festival. What's next for this film? Right after that, it's going to be in the Sunscreen Film Festival in Florida, which is very exciting. So that's going to be a really great festival as well. I'm really excited for it. Congratulations for that. Thank you. And what's next for you? Next for me is I'm currently working on a play. So I'm going to be developing that and hoping uh, to shop that around to different productions. Going to continue my acting career, but I definitely got a short film or a feature that's going to be upcoming soon enough that I want to start working on. Um, we're thinking about possibly developing this into a feature, and that may also be on the docket once this next project is finished up. So lots of exciting things. Well, congratulations on all of it. Now, the Thank play you. that you're working on, is it something for you to also star in or you're just going to be writing the play? This is for me to also star in. So that there are certain projects like this one. That's not my story to be on camera. That's my story to tell, to understand, to listen to other people and try to bring their words to the light. 
And that was a, a point where a lot of people were saying, why don't you write something for yourself? And it was just the story that needed to be told. Sometimes you're not going to do everything for yourself. Sometimes it's, it's really of what is important in this moment to be told. So, but the next project I, I would love to work in on, on stage, I think it would be absolutely so fun to bring this specific character to life that I'm writing. Well, Brianna, thanks so much for joining us today. The Burden Screens in the Los Angeles Women's International Film Festival, Saturday, March 26th at 3 p.m. For tickets and a complete festival lineup, please visit lawomensfest.com. Visionary Voices is produced by Diana Means with editing from Otaku Media. Visionary Voices is a production of Alliance of Women Filmmakers and made possible in part by a grant from the Department of Cultural Affairs. Our website, visionaryvoicespodcast.com. Visionary Voices.